the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Thanks for joining us for another edition of WIA National News. This edition for week commencing January 20, 2013. CB harassment proven. A man who broadcast a woman's address and phone number over CB radio as a place of ill repute has been ordered by the Queensland Civil and Administrative Tribunal to pay her compensation. After the man's antics on a CB repeater, truck drivers began arriving at the Queensland property or called the woman aged in her 60s. The Queensland Tribunal found that the sexual harassment and racial vilification over CB radio had occurred since 2008. It ordered the defendant to pay the woman $10,000 in compensation. The man also put pictures on YouTube. In an earlier court case, he was ordered to remove the offending YouTube material, keep the peace towards the woman and put on a good behaviour bond. Crackdown on illegal repeaters and jammers. Australia's communication regulator is pushing ahead with a major overhaul of the infrastructure it uses to keep tabs on spectrum usage and to identify sources of interference. Tender documents released this week sought technology to significantly overhaul infrastructure used by the Australian Communications and Media Authority's Interference Management and Monitoring Section at fixed and roving locations. As this is a copyrighted news story from itnews.com.au, we suggest you take your browsers to their site for the story. And what does WIA President Phil Waite Robert Broomhead from our news service, ATV guru Ralph Parkhurst, VK3LL, and an unnamed VK7Ham, along with yours truly VK4BB, have in common? Well, Wednesday night, Phil was a guest for an hour on Radio 2UE Sydney with host Murray Wilton, and we joined him both in the studio and by phone from across Australia. Currently, we are awaiting legal permission to rebroadcast the show via the WIA front page news, that's wia.org.au, and bring you a little more than just here, as you hear in this news report on WIA National News. Okay, well, we're we're the representative body for about 15,000 Australian radio amateurs. Yep. And we we look after... um, you know, the interests of radio amateurs, and we interface between them and the government because we're quite a highly regulated hobby. As you can imagine, we, uh, we're licensed to transmit. So um, we look after their interests. We interface between them and government, them and the ACMA. Well, uh, the International Space Station is, uh, is travelling around the world, um, around the Earth, very, very quickly. In fact, from... Uh, from when you can see it over the horizon in uh, in one direction to when it passes over the opposite horizon. That's about a 10-minute pass. We call that a 10-minute pass. And it gives us 10 minutes of uh, time when we can uh, point our amateur radio antennas at the International Space Station and then fire up the, uh, the radio transmitters and give usually about 20 school children the opportunity to speak directly to the astronauts uh, we do get uh, feedback. We get a uh, callbacks. The people after the half-hour news, they call in around Australia, uh, and we've got a connection with a chap, a ham radio operator, 
who uh, works with Fox Television in LA, and they do a program across America from uh, the Fox Studios in LA. Here in Sydney, you would watch it on uh, UHF frequency, just below the UHF CB frequency. You can buy little converters, you can buy a bit like a set-top box. You plug it in between your antenna and your TV set, and you're able to watch... Um, television here in Sydney, it's done in um, in analog still, but in other parts of the country, we were actually running digital television before the commercial stations moved over to digital. Yeah, All righty, let's go around Australia, around VK. It is. We'll be looking at VK four, VK three, and the Centre Victoria Radio Fest, and in VK two, the Mini Contest University at Wyong. Also in VK three, that's where. We can help you grow amateur radio. Become a radio operator, learn something new. Or perhaps you know someone who could join the exciting communications hobby through the Foundation Licence. Amateur Radio Victoria, at its centrally located and well-equipped Ashburton office, has weekend quality training classes and assessment. For inquiries and enrolments for February the 23rd and 24th, please contact Barry Robinson, VK3PV, Now, Barry's telephone number is 0428 516 001 or just email foundation at amateurradio.com.au. In VK4, it's news from central Queensland on the Clareview Gathering. This Clareview Gathering is a yearly event where radio amateurs meet at a spot on the coast between Rockhampton and Mackay to relax, talk radio, re-establish acquaintances and participate in the world-renowned Saturday Night Mega Auction. There might even be some fox hunting and there definitely will be raffles. There's also a rumour going around that George, VK4HAN, might be getting a haircut again. And also, we'd really like you to get along there this year because it's going to be something just a little different. And it happens... During the first weekend in May, from Friday evening the 3rd to Sunday morning the 5th of May. Now those who are keen to chill out completely in one of the most relaxing and laid-back venues in the cosmos arrive earlier and they stay later. The Clairview Gathering is so popular that on-site accommodation is close to being booked out already. So if you want to go, you'll have to be very quick. Now for further details, contact the Radar Club. That's the Rockhampton and District Amateur Radio Club. Their secretary, Clive, Victor Kilo 4, Alpha, Charlie, Charlie. His detail addresses are in the text edition of WIA National News. Best read when you read the text edition at wia.org.au and click on the weekly news broadcast. Hi, it's just five weeks to the Mini Contest University at Wyong. That means you have less than two weeks to register if you want to be in the prize draw for the DX book. Registrations are filling, so please register soon to avoid disappointment. The programme is now complete, with the latest presentation being on RTTY contesting, so we have a full and interesting programme to fill Saturday. For all details on the Mini Contest University and the Wyong Field Day, please go to www. F-I-E-L-D-D-A-Y dot O-R-G dot A-U on the web. 73 and see you at Wyong. This is Ed, VK2JI. Central Victoria Radio Fest. Want to have a trading spot at this major event? Then please be quick and join the action at the Kyneton Racecourse on Sunday, February the 10th. 
To secure a table, visit the convenient and easy online shop via the main Amateur Radio Victoria website. For general inquiries, call Ross Pittard VK3CE on 0408 533 And for Cub Corner displays, Tony Hambling VK3VTH on 0423-635-152. Commercial sellers are flocking to gain exposure in the Traders Hall, the second-hand market to sell pre-loved gear and components, and a variety of displays at the club corner. The ever-popular mini-lecture program has four different and interesting topics. There's also a full demonstration of Ellicraft gear. See you at the Central Victorian Radio Fest on Sunday, February the 10th. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1WIA. What use is an F-call? Over time, I've spoken with lots of different people with varying levels of experience and confidence. Some of those people see everything as an opportunity, where others are hesitant because they fear what they're about to attempt might fail. Obviously, in real life, outside amateur radio, these same kinds of differences appear. But what I find fascinating in my experience is that this is not true for the same people. Someone who is confident in amateur radio might not be outside the hobby, and vice versa. The thing that struck me about amateur radio early on is that it's all about people. Sure, the level of technical competence is on average higher among amateurs than it is in the general population – But among my peers in this hobby are people from all walks of life, both young and old, unskilled and highly experienced, fun and serious. The more I meet people in this hobby, the more I find to learn and enjoy. If you're listening to this and you've got a project in mind but you're not sure what to do about it, I'd like to encourage you to contact another amateur. You'll find that the more you talk about your project, the better you'll be able to explain it. The easier it'll be to talk about it the higher the chance of finding another amateur, or even a whole group of them, who share your particular interest. And if you're looking for inspiration, search YouTube for the ARRL video, Join the DIY Magic of Amateur Radio. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Ofcom thanks RSGB for Olympic help. The Radio Society of Great Britain has received a thank you letter from UK telecommunications regulator Ofcom. This in appreciation for the National Society's assistance in the area of communications during the London 2012 Olympic Games. In the note, Ofcom's Peter Berry says the Games have come to an end. He wanted to express his warm thanks and appreciation for the contribution that the RSGB made to the outstanding success of wireless communications during the event. According to Berry, one of the critical challenges for Britain was to find enough people with the right skills in radio engineering and interference management to support the needs of the Games. He said that Ofcom could not have found enough people from its own resources and we therefore sought help from you and other agencies to help us find expert staff. The Fuel Cell Energy Corporation has announced a project using a stationary fuel cell power plant to support Microsoft's latest data centre research project. The power plant will use a renewable biogas system generated by wastewater treatment facility as the fuel source to generate ultra-clean and carbon-neutral electricity to power Microsoft's data plant project in Cheyenne, Wyoming. 
This sub-megawatt power plant project will enable Microsoft to evaluate the effectiveness of using fuel cell energy power plants to efficiently power future sustainable data centres. The sub-megawatt direct fuel cell power plant will be installed at the Dry Creek Water Reclamation Facility in Cheyenne, Wyoming by the spring of 2013. The fuel cell power plant will provide 200 kilowatts of power. Reason to be fearful, Andy Thomas G0SFJ has published his third novel in which ham radio plays a part. Called Reason to be Fearful, this terse, bleak, gritty novel of lies and layers of deception centres on a young trafficked woman from Transnistria. Anastasia, Nastia to her friends, holds the balance of power in the British secret intelligence service between B, the Chinese expert and art historian, and Arma, the radio ham who is head of Russia. In action from Tiraspol to Tallinn, from a brothel in Berlin to a bar in Bangalore, on board the International Space Station and the Chinese station Tiangong, Nastia brings the Dima trilogy to its startling conclusion. The book will be on sale from Amazon. In the event that a giant asteroid is headed towards Earth, you better hope it's blindingly white. Why, you ask? This is because one researcher believes that such a pale-coloured asteroid would reflect sunlight. So, by bouncing lots of photons off its surface could create enough of a force to push the asteroid into a different direction. Sungwook Peak is a graduate student in MIT's Department of Aeronautics and Astronautics. He says that if timed just right, pellets full of paint powder, launched in two rounds from a spacecraft at relatively close distance, would cover the front and back of an asteroid. FCC proposes 3.5 GHz Citizens Broadband Service. First was the old Class A and Class B citizens' radio of the 1940s, then came 11-metre Class D citizens' radio service in 1958. Next was the family radio service authorised in the United States since 1996, and that was followed in 2000 by MURS, or the Multi-Use Radio Service. Now, in 2013, the FCC is proposing to create a new citizens' broadband service, and it's like nothing else the regulatory agency has ever attempted before. Just before year's end on Wednesday, December 26, the FCC announced a proposal to make available 100 megahertz of shared spectrum in the 3.5 gigahertz band using small cell and database technologies. The FCC calls the new service in the 3550 to 3650 megahertz band the Citizens Broadband Service, or CBS, and proposes three tiers of service. These will be known as incumbent access, priority access, and general authorized access. The PhoneSat CubeSat, originally planned for a December 2012 launch, now looks like it will fly aboard a new commercial rocket from Orbital Sciences Corporation in February. Amateur Radio Newsline's Norm Seeley, KI7UP, reports. The PhoneSat series of microsat flights is a technological demonstration mission ultimately consisting of three one-unit CubeSats to be placed on orbit in succession. The flights are intended to prove that a smartphone can be used to platform many of the functions required of a spacecraft bus. The first satellite is built around the Nexus smartphone, which will be running the Android operating system and will be enclosed in a standard one-unit CubeSat structure. The main function of the phone is to act as an onboard computer, but the mission will also utilize the phone's secure digital card for data storage. 
The bird will also have a 5-megapixel camera for Earth observation, a 3-axis accelerometer, and a 3-axis magnetometer for attitude determination. Ham radio-wise, PhoneSat 1 carries an amateur radio payload that will downlink on 437-425 megahertz. For amateur radio newsline, Norm Seeley, KI7UP, from Scottsdale, Arizona. Also planned for this launch is the commercial Dove 1 satellite for a technology demonstration of a nanosatellite based on the triple CubeSat form factor. Dove 1 plans to transmit its telemetry and image data to the ground on 145.825 megahertz in the amateur radio band, although this is a commercial mission. The FCC has affirmed a $14,000 forfeiture order to Lawmate Technology Company Limited. This for its alleged marketing of unauthorized radio frequency devices for more than two years. Amateur Radio Newsline's Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, has the details. On July 15, 2009, the Enforcement Bureau's Spectrum Enforcement Division released the $14,000 Notice of Apparent Liability for Forfeiture after it found that Lawmate manufactured and marketed two models of wireless video transmitters in the United States before obtaining FCC certifications for the models. The finding was based on Lawmate's own admission in response to a letter of inquiry. Lawmate responded on November 14, 2009. At that time, Lawmate declared that it was willing to pay a penalty for its violations but requested cancellation or reduction of the proposed forfeiture amount based on certain remedial efforts that Lawmate stated it intended to implement. It also claimed financial hardship and asserted that it had a past history of compliance with the FCC rules. Now, in affirming the NAL, the FCC says that it carefully considered Lawmate's response and finds no basis for reduction or cancellation of the proposed forfeiture. It noted that Lawmate's contention that it planned to undertake certain remedial measures to ensure future compliance with the rules was not a valid reason for a downward reduction of the fine. It also noted that Lawmate's claim that payment of the forfeiture would place undue stress on the company's financial situation was not accompanied by the proper documentation. It noted that any claim of inability to pay must specifically identify the basis for the claim by reference to the financial documentation submitted to the agency. I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. Lawmate was given the customary 30-day time period from the affirmation date of the fine to pay it or to file a further appeal. A new and more efficient way to light your way is on the horizon. Amateur Radio Newsline's Skeeter Nash, N5ASH, reports. Scientists at the Wake Forest University have created a new type of light bulb that promises to be just as efficient as LED equivalents, but without any of the drawbacks. The new field-induced polymer electroluminescent bulbs, or FIPEL for short, produce light when an electric current is passed through its nano-engineered plastic layers. The team says that the new type of bulbs are malleable, allowing them to take any shape like compact fluorescent lamps. They also won't shatter like traditional bulbs, nor will they generate the same hum or flicker. The inventor of FIPEL is Dr. David Carroll. He believes that his new solution is superior to LED bulbs because there is a limit to how much brightness you can get out of them. If you run too much current through an LED, they can short out and melt. Not only that, the light generated by FIPEL bulbs is closer to natural sunlight, unlike the bluish tint generated by LEDs. Any worries about longevity are also put to rest by Dr. Carroll. He claims to have had a field-induced polymer electroluminescent prototype lamp working in his laboratory for almost a decade. I'm Skeeter Nash, N5ASH. The research team says that a corporate partner is interested in producing the new bulbs at scale with the first run expected in 2013. 
Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ, dateline 2013. VK Ross Hall Memorial, VHF UHF, all January. Worldwide International Museums Weekends, June 15 and 16 and 22 23. ZL Jock White Memorial Field Day Contest Saturday and Sunday, February 23 and 24. International Museums Weekend Many radio clubs took part in the International Museums Weekend in 2012. In 2013, this event will take place on the double weekends of the 15th and 16th and 22nd and 23rd of June. Radio amateurs are encouraged to participate by setting up stations in their local museums. Organiser Harry M1BYT asked that all those intending to take part in the event should register their museum via the web form on the website ukradioamateur.co.uk. Special event stations DX and Beacon and NetAdvice. Z81Z is currently on the air from South Sudan on the HF bands, mostly using CW. Please QSL via 4ZW as home call sign or electronically using Logbook of the World. Operational as 9X0PY from Rwanda until the 31st of January. Activity will be holiday style on all bands using mainly CW and listening up 25kHz. QSL virus home call sign SM6CPY, either direct or via the Bureau. Logbook of the World speeds up. The Logbook of the World queue has been shrinking steadily since the 7th of January when the system was brought back online after the installation of a new database server equipped with solid-state drives. Since then, the delay between a file being uploaded and processed is about 8 days and is dropping by 1 day approximately every 10 hours. 2012 DX Sound Bytes Tom, K8CX, has provided DXs with 135 memorable DX sound clips from 2012. Visit Tom's Ham Gallery web at the address shown in this week's text edition. While there, also check out some of his other features on his webpage, such as 15 years of rare DX sound clips of the past, as well as some clips from the 1960s and 1970s. QSL Card Museum, date and photo galleries and tribute to silent key ham operators. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In South Australia's Riverland, listen for the broadcast every Sunday evening at 8pm local time on repeater VK5RLD 147.925. I'm Andy, VK5 Lima Alpha. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, where every pixel tells a story. A stronger ATV signal from VK3RTV. The digital amateur television repeater VK3RTV that serves Melbourne and Geelong now has a stronger signal, making its reception a lot easier. Repeater Castanian Peter Cousins VK3BFG reports that the output has been increased. The latest upgrade has been funded by the system users. Peter VK3BFG imported the PA in kit form to build up 
provided the head singings and humbled its control system. He explained that the PA consists of a dual FET push-pull amplifier, has a built-in over-voltage temperature and VSWR projection, and a high-count FET switch. Peter VK3BFG found on installation it had to be throttled back to boost the signal only by 8 dB gain, as there was a high return loss on the transmit antennas. New antennas are already spare on the tower, and once transferred over a further 3 or 4 dB gain is possible. You are listening to VK1WIA, and this is Jim Litton, VK3PC. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Internet, the Ham's Domain. Are you using Facebook? Well, a group has been formed on Facebook for amateurs wishing to organise skeds with other amateurs. So if you need a particular contact for an award or just a chat, then go to the special Facebook address that we'll find in the text edition of this new service on the WAA website. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Amateur radio entering its second century of disaster communications is the theme of World Amateur Radio Day 2013. Each year on April 18th, radio amateurs around the world celebrate World Amateur Radio Day. In 1913, the first recorded instance of amateur radio being used to provide communications in a natural disaster took place during severe flooding in the Midwest of the United States. This in part led to the formation of the International Amateur Radio Union in 1925. Now event planners say that activities surrounding World Amateur Radio Day 2013 can be a great opportunity to spread the word about what amateurs are doing in the field of disaster communications in the 21st century. And now to Rewind. And finally this week, a belated happy birthday to the electronic device whose invention revolutionised telecommunications and made possible the technology that we have today. Of course, we're talking about the transistor. And as we hear from Amateur Radio Newsline's Bruce Tennant, K6PZW. On December 16, 1947, Bell Labs researchers William Shockley, John Bardeen, and Walter Bretain created an amplifier from a geranium crystal that boosted the level of an input signal by 100 times. Various researchers had tried to develop a solid-state alternative to vacuum tubes during World War II, but none had succeeded. Bell Labs announced the invention of the transistor six months later. The device went on to become one of the signature scientific achievements of the 20th century, ranking up there with splitting the atom and flight in the discovery of DNA. One could argue, in fact, that the transistor was the most important breakthrough of the 20th century because subsequent advances in those other fields relied on the computing power made possible through integrated circuits and semiconductors. In essence, information has become a science itself. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Bruce Tennant, K6PZW in Los Angeles. As a result of their achievement, Electronics Magazine put a photo of the three men on its cover. The three went on to share the Nobel Prize for Physics in 1956. John Bardeen became a laureate a second time in 1972 for his work on superconductivity. 
And very apropos, the entire story is online at tinyurl.com slash transistor hyphen comes hyphen alive. From VK1WIA, this is the National News Service. Tune in today, focus on tomorrow. Well, wrapping up WIA National News, a look at the social scene, January 27 in VK3. Meet the YLs of Amateur Radio, Bandura Park Rotunda Number 6, January 26, VK4, the TARC Australia Day Long Weekend Family Radio Camp actually runs the 26th to the 28th at the Girl Guides campsite, Blue Water. Feb 2 in VK3, the Homebrew and Constructors Meet, 2pm, 40G, Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. Feb 10 in VK3, the Centre Victoria Radio Fest at Kyneton. Feb 23, Wyong Mini Field Day Contest. That's the Mini Contest University at Wyong Racecourse. And February 24 in VK, the Wyong Field Day itself at the Wyong Racecourse. March 24 in VK7, Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross. May 3 to 5 in VK4, Clearview Amateur Radio Weekends. Now, the details on that, 04-296-32815. And May 24 to 26, something's happening in VK6. Have you prepared for the last weekend in May? The 2013 WIA AGM and Conference. Amateur radio successes are celebrated with awards, certificates and commendations, offering you the opportunity to come face-to-face with those individuals who have distinguished themselves and marking their achievement with a celebratory drink. The 2013 WIA AGM and Conference. It's all about engaging, learning, appreciating, socialising and discovering. You'll find all the information online at the VK6 Conference site, conference.vk6.net. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.